You're listening to the American Girl Podcast Network. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Smart Girls Podcast. I'm Shay. And I'm Jess. And today we're doing our second episode. Yes, about friendships. friendships. I know, because we did one episode already that talked about you know, being a good friend and what a good friendship feels like, because I think that was a great place to start. Oh, absolutely. Today, we're going a little deeper, right? Yeah, we're talking about maybe some toxic friendships, unhealthy friendships, how to confront a friend, break up with a friend, how to communicate your feelings, all the good stuff. All the good stuff that's actually still coming from this book, The Friendship Troubles book from um, our Smart Girls Guide. And this is what inspired our second episode on this is the like dealing with fights, being left out, like the whole dynamic around popularity. But Mm -hmm. as Shay, you and I were talking, we really felt like as two people who maybe don't, I don't know that lots of people love conflict, but you and I (laughs) thought it would be really good for us to talk to our listeners about how to have healthy confrontation with friends, right? Absolutely. How to deal with things in a way that Won't burn any bridges, won't hurt any feelings, but still get to the point of what you want to talk about. And that's the tough part is that I think, you know, we're kind of sometimes brought up to believe that if we have to say something to a friend, like you hurt my feelings Mm -hmm. or I didn't like that or I'm feeling left out. Those feel like huge conversations to have because what do you think we're afraid of in being that honest? Like, what do you think comes up in our minds that we're afraid of? I think the first thing that comes to my mind is we're afraid that they are going to get mad at us for bringing it up, even though it's something that most of the time both sides of the party know what's going on and know that there's something that you have to talk about. But it's like whoever takes that step to actually talk about it is usually seen as like the bad person or you can Mm. be blamed that you're the one in the wrong for bringing it up, even though you're not. Even though that's kind of what's in our heads. But oftentimes with good friendships, which is what we talked about in the other episode— A good friend, even if it's uncomfortable, could go there with you. Absolutely. And I think with a lot of my friendships, it's like I've had to talk about difficult things or maybe set some boundaries, but it's actually made our friendship stronger because we dealt with it in a super healthy way and it didn't blow up or like they didn't blow it out of proportion, you know? Do you remember the first time you had to kind of have a difficult conversation with your friend? Um... I don't remember like a specific first time, but I think I do remember some of my first times dealing with maybe unhealthy friendships. Mm. And those were pretty early on, honestly. Me like too. I remember some in pre-K and oh, wow. like really early elementary school where I, I, I like I didn't know the the words for it, but I sure. just knew it didn't feel right. See, and that's what we talked about in the good friendships episode. We talked about the feeling of safety yeah. or trust or that you could be fully who you are. I have to say, you know, I've had both ups and downs with friendships like lots of people do, right? And I think we learn from the not so great friendships. And I definitely had a moment. I remember exactly. I was in third grade and I had two friends that I was closest to. And I remember that I took a risk because I was feeling left out. Like oftentimes we do, you know, when Malia was talking about the trio Mm -hmm. and that Mm -hmm. always feels uneven. I was feeling left out and I went up to this friend and I told her that. And I and I was really honest with my feelings. And unfortunately, she chose to like kind of gossip about that with the oh, other friend. And they weren't yeah. very nice to me after that. I kind of got punished for speaking up. Yeah. And I think like I can understand then why somebody would feel like, oh my gosh, I can't say what I really feel. And I remember I went home and I was like, I was crying to my mom. I felt so betrayed. But I think if I could go back to that little girl now and say what we're going to say today, which is 
they may not be the right friends for you. Absolutely. If they can't handle that kind of truth, I mean, it's uncomfortable, but um, I think I probably stayed friends with them a little longer than I needed to. Yeah. And just, I want to ask you something because I know, at least for me, I can now tell the difference between a bad friendship and just like Mm. a bad moment in that friendship. How would you say is a really good way to identify that? That's a super question because what you said is maybe the keyword, Shay, which is like, all friendships have tough moments. Yeah, absolutely. All of them. Even your best buddies, even your closest friends, and certainly families that are friends. Like, it, it's okay to have bad moments. I think if you take a step back and think about how many moments mm. feel tough mm-hmm. versus how many moments feel safe and connected, if you feel like that's uneven— That's probably a a good sign that this is a friendship you want to take a closer look at because friendships shouldn't feel like that all the time. No, absolutely not. And I remember a very specific moment for me that I can now look back on is in elementary school. um, There were some friendships that just made me go home and hide in my bed Mm. and cry every single day after school. And I... I didn't know that was the reason why I felt like that. But as soon as I started making other friends, as I transitioned into middle school and I was coming home and I felt happy and I was hanging out with them all the time, I was like, oh, my God, this is— You could see the difference. Yeah, I could totally see the difference. Yeah. That's what—look, I I think when we talk about girls and friendships in particular, there are a lot of stereotypes, right? There's always that mean girl stereotype. (laughs) And and unfortunately, like, sometimes that can be true. We can be mean to each other. But I think ultimately what I know the the book is about and what our show is about is having solutions, having mm-hmm. giving practical mm-hmm. advice so that you don't have to just um, go home and cry every day yeah. or for me, you know, stay friends with somebody who's not treating you well. You can take some steps, right, to really kind of speak your truth. And I think that's what we want to encourage people to Absolutely. do. Yeah. yeah. So I know, Shay, you asked your audience, your community um, online to send you questions about the episodes that we're doing. And yes. there are so many wonderful questions. There really but are. But there was one scenario that that you um, shared with me that I thought would be great for us to share in, in on the show and yeah. talk a little bit about. Because it is about how do you know if a friendship is toxic? Mm-hmm. And what's your do you have a definition of how you would define what toxic feels like? Um, I think it's kind of everything we've been talking about. I think toxic really just feels unsafe. Yeah. Like you can't trust that person. You feel like they're judging you. You don't feel comfortable around them. That's really the keywords for yeah. me. And you know what's interesting? I think same way. I also would add that I think when you think about like maybe eating something toxic, it's not good for you. Mm-hmm. And I think um, t- a toxic friendship is maybe one in which, you know, you feel more bad than good. Maybe it's yeah. not very good for your mental health. Maybe there's too much competition or there's too much backstabbing or gossip. And I think, you know, those are not good for our self-esteem, for our not mental health. And and so that's my definition of toxic. And I, I think it's a difference, like you said, between um, a bad moment and a bad friendship. And that's what somebody, um, somebody asked in here. So somebody sent in... Um, One of my best friends told me we can't be friends anymore because I'm part of the LGBTQ plus community. I respect her decision and I'm glad she told me, but it still really hurts. I wish that we could continue to be friends, but we haven't talked in a long time now. It also makes me even more wary of new friendships and relationships because it feels like people keep leaving me. How do I get past this? Oof. That's a tough one. Yeah. Because I think in some ways there's a lot of bias in that decision. And what I mean by bias is is discrimination. I think that this person who said, I can't be friends with you because you're in the 
LGBTQ+, which by the way means lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgendered, queer plus for everybody listening. And I think it's really important that when somebody says, I can't be friends with you because of your sexual orientation or your race or your ethnicity, that is a really hard thing to come back from. I can understand this audience person's sadness because that's a loss. Absolutely. But also what I want to say is if somebody is judging you based on that and deciding that they can't see you beyond that or accept you with that, that certainly was never going to be a long-lasting friend. Mm. I would. I, I think you really hit all of the the points about that. I think um, discuss this with your friend mm-hmm. and and discuss how it made you feel. And sometimes people don't necessarily realize that what they've said is wrong, even though it's so obvious to you that it it's That's wrong true. and it really really hurts. So. I think if they are a really close friend, like maybe a childhood friend, or they're maybe one of your only friends, then I think if you feel like it's worth trying to save the relationship, mm-hmm. then try. And and then if it still goes south, then you know you did all you could do to try to keep you guys yeah. together. Yeah. And if it's if it's not worth it at all because it really, really hurt your feelings, which is so understandable, then just know that that you didn't do anything wrong yeah. for just being yourself and living Bingo. your truth. You didn't do anything wrong by doing that. It's Bingo. it's just their opinions and that really hurts. And you're right. I guess I would I would add to my own advice to say if you felt like there was something to save in this friendship. One of the techniques that I like, and I call these courageous conversations mm. with friendships, right? Because you have to muster up some courage to say what you really feel. But I would say, you know, you can ask something like, tell me more about that. Tell me why. Can you explain to me why? Because even though you might be hurt and reactive, like maybe they think their parents won't approve or maybe they've been, you know, told something and they're just repeating it back. I do think you can take an attempt at, at talking to your friend courageously, but I also want people to know it's not their job. To have to fix a friendship like that. Like if somebody's looking at you and saying, I can't be friends with you because of the way that you are, then you might need to say, what was in that friendship for me anyway? Mm. You know? So Courageous Conversations is probably the the theme of today's show. And and we have um, a really great guest today. And also we're going to be joined again by our expert, Katie Hurley, who's going to talk to us a little bit about what happens if you do know a friendship is toxic and you want to break up with that friend. So we're going to get to that a little later in the show. But we have an amazing guest who's going to join us today. Do you want to tell us about her? Yeah, we have another one of my real-life friends, (laughs) um, McKenna Grace. You may have seen her from the movie Ghostbusters Afterlife. I've known McKenna for a little over a year now, I think. And she's always been an amazing person to talk about friendships and kind of share our experiences that we've had so I'm I'm really excited to get into it with her and talk about some advice that we may have for each other or for some of our listeners. And, yes, and yeah. we're going to bring in some of your more community questions yes, with her yeah, today too, exactly. which I can't wait for. All right, let's meet McKenna. Okay, so McKenna, we've been talking about all of the ups and downs and in-betweens of friendship, and I want to talk to you about some of your experience with friendship. So first, I'll start with a question of how do you define what a friend is? I really think that a friend is just somebody who's there for you whenever you need them. Uh, At least that's what it is to me. I think that it's always so strange because I feel like you can define like friends or family or any sort of relationships different by what a person thinks. But I think for me, it's just more of somebody who's there and somebody that you are there for whenever you need them. 
I hmm. agree. I love that definition. Me too. And so um, yeah. that sounds like a very healthy friendship to me where you're there for somebody and they're there for you and it's very equal and you support each other. But that's not how all friendships are. Some of them are unhealthy and they might be uneven and you're not always there for each other. So what does an unhealthy friendship look like to you if you've had experience with some of those? I think that it's it's so complicated relationships. Yeah. I, I just, because you can't always tell what an unhealthy friendship is. Sometimes you might have a healthy friendship, but then you go through a rough patch yep. and maybe that leaves a little like bitter taste in your mouth or a yep. like thing in the back of your head that makes you think like, oh, well, this is a bad friendship and I don't like it anymore. But I mean, really you go through things sometimes. And I mean, sometimes people are just not great people. For you. Yeah. And you can't really tell sometimes like, you have a great impression, but then they're not the best person. Or sometimes you have a horrible impression, but they end up being your best friend later down the road. Um, It's just so hard to tell. I think that, I think that with friendships that someone should be there for you and like respect your boundaries and the things that you do or don't want to do. And I think that if somebody's there and they don't respect that, or if you have a friend and you don't want to go out and do something, but they're really pressuring you or they're like making fun of you because you don't want to do the same, maybe adventurous things as them or, you know, quote unquote, adventurous, (laughs) just a little bit more adult. Yeah. Um, I think that if somebody peer pressures you or makes you uncomfortable about the way that you feel, then I think that that's not very healthy. I think you said something really important and Shay and I were talking about that earlier. Mm -hmm. There is a difference between like a bad friendship and then having like a rough rough moment or a rough patch. And like, all friendships have rough patches, really, right? Absolutely. The, especially yeah. the longer you're friends with somebody, yeah. you're bound to like hit a snag somewhere. But you said something really cool uh, and important, McKenna, which is I think about good friends respecting boundaries. Yes. And I was wondering if you also had some other signs of what great friendships feel like. I know we talked about being there and you talked about respecting boundaries, but like, What else tells you that you've got a good friend or you're being a good friend? So I I think that it's important to have people who recognize and understand what's going on in your life because I know that I'm not always the best. I know that I communication is so important to me, but then sometimes I'm not the best at communicating, which I I feel like is kind of bad for me, but I'm for my friends, but it's just important to be able to communicate. I think that communication is a really important aspect to any relationship. Especially Mm -hmm. if you're not spending a lot of time with your friends, which Shay and I have talked about. Yeah, like long distance friendships when you can't really see each other in person all the time. And you can't read each other's minds. So we don't know. Like if we're not spending time together and you and I have different schedules, if you're working a lot and I'm in school or vice versa. It's like, it is hard to know really what the other person's going through without talking about it. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, Shay asked her community to uh, give some questions around friendships. And we thought we would elicit your input on this as well. And <laughs> this is like a variety of like real life scenarios. So first of all, I want to always thank the amazing folks in your community, yes. Shay, for, yeah. for sharing, um, sharing their experiences. But, you know, we did talk a little bit today about toxic friends and, and friendships in particular, meaning that those kinds of friendships don't feel good a lot, right? So more often than not, you're not you're not feeling great. And so um, there's a scenario that somebody wrote in. I'd love to read it to you guys yeah. and then get your take. And let's just talk about how what advice or what you think about this scenario, right? So somebody wrote in and they said, 
I have one toxic friend. She manipulates me and she's really self-absorbed. She also talks about me behind my back, but she's like the popular girl at school. And whenever I don't want to hang out with her, she says we're not friends. When Mm -hmm. I read this scenario, McKenna, like this actually really reminded me of a pretty toxic friendship I had in Mm -hmm. seventh grade where she was like kind of my first middle school friend. And she was Already, I don't even know how she did this. She entered middle school popular, which is kind of hard to do. I don't know, but she was like a popular person. But she, um, I remember if I if I get and if I didn't want to do something she wanted to do, automatically I was cut off or cut out. Oh. It was just like there was it was like on and off. It was black or white. It was like no in between. Yeah. So anyway, I'm curious, like Shay, your take on when you heard this from your audience. Yeah. Um. To me, that sounds like just a really uneven friendship and to Mm. me, really just not a true friendship. If somebody says that you're not friends just because you're not doing everything they want to do, I don't think you're really friends because to me, good friendships are you respect what the other person wants to do. You never push them into something that makes them uncomfortable. You guys have a very good understanding of things that you enjoy to do with each other and you don't ever you don't ever make each other uncomfortable. That's just like, a, that's a really important thing with yeah. friends. You should At least not purposefully. Yeah, oh my God, not purposefully. <laughs> right. And like, if you do on accident, you talk about it and right. you apologize and you can move on from it in a, in a good, healthy way. And so to me, this just sounds like, um, God, just popularity. It's, it's such a tough thing because especially in middle school, you really, you really want to be popular. Yeah. I know even for me, like I can say now I don't care about popularity so much at school or anything like that. But in middle school, it feels like if you're not popular, it's the end of the world. And so you always want to be around those girls. And I went through that in sixth grade too, trying to hang out with popular people. But I realized that they just, they weren't my people. And so I feel like kind of like the main piece of advice I can give for this person is just to try to find some true friends. That's how I got through it. I just, for a while, I stopped eating lunch with those girls. I luckily had my sister at the same school as me. So I ate lunch with her and her friends for a while. I didn't really have many people to go to, but I eventually found Mm. true friends. So I feel like you have to cut some people off before you can get into a good spot. Yeah. What comes up for you, McKenna, when you hear that one? Like if, if, you know, she came to you and said, this person like manipulates me and talks behind my back. And I'm, I'm curious, like what you're thinking about as you hear her scenario. For me, I find that it's really hard when to realize something is mm. unhealthy or, yeah. or even whenever you're being unhealthy, it's just, it's, it's hard to realize sometimes. And it's hard to walk away from friendships, even if they are really not good for you. Sometimes Absolutely. it's hard because you could really care about that person, mm-hmm. or maybe it's not even that you're super close, but it's just, it's just hard and you can't explain it. Um, yeah. but eventually sometimes it is for the best to part ways. And just because someone's like this right now doesn't mean that they will always be, uh, you know, you never really know what's going on in someone else's life. Uh, I I know that I'm definitely not the same person I was a year ago or the year before that or the year before that. We're all constantly evolving and changing. So hopefully someday, maybe that person won't be like that someday. And maybe you can move forward with a friendship if y'all were really close in the past. Um, But 
sometimes it's good to find people who really understand you for who you are and to be able to try to move on from those types of friendships that aren't good for you. Yeah, I would say it is hard sometimes to recognize, but I would say probably what happens to a lot is we feel things and we kind of tell ourselves we're not feeling them. You know what I mean? Like I do think sometimes we're like, you like gaslight yourself. A little bit. Like, and you know, when we say gaslight, we mean sort of like talk ourselves out of. Convince yourself something isn't happening. When, When it feels like that. So I often tell folks like if it feels weird in your body too like when you're hanging out with somebody and you feel nervous or you Mm. feel on edge Mm -hmm. or you feel anxious afterward like I actually do think those are physical signs that for sure this is maybe not the healthiest friendship right yeah Um, I also I want to mention something quickly when it comes to talking about these scenarios the people that sent these in that are really living them they know the situation way better than we do they know what's best for them so it's like maybe cutting them cutting that person off is the right option and maybe talking to them is the right option so it's like we kind of I just have to remember that there are so many ways to deal with these things so I want to say that like even though this friendship might not be great if they still really care about that person they can try talking to them about it and making sure that it gets into a place where they feel safe yeah I also think yes Mm -hmm. I think that's right these are there's lots of options to how we answer this but and I think it is really important though to know that especially for girls you don't have to put up with really yucky behavior. We have time for one more question. And I'm curious if we could talk a little bit about how to apologize to a friend if you discover, right, that you might have done something to hurt that friend and and unintentionally, right? But what is a good way? Let me, the question I really want to ask you both is, how do you like to apologize? What is a, what's a great way to give an honest, heartfelt apology? McKenna, do you have a sense of of how you'd like to, you know, say sorry to somebody if you find out that you've hurt their feelings? It's it's difficult. It's it's difficult to have those conversations sometimes because sometimes it might hurt your pride a little bit to to go and try to apologize, yeah. even if you don't think that you're in the wrong. You know, sometimes you do something and you're like, well, that would never have hurt me. Like I didn't do anything wrong, Mm. but you never know. So I think that it's just important to try to be understanding and talk things out and understand Mm. where they're coming from and try to put yourself in their shoes if you've hurt someone. Because I also think that we never know what is going on inside of someone else's life. Yeah. I, I, I think that that's why apologies and second chances to an extent are important. Because sometimes you have a horrible first impression or you have a fight or you have something that will stay in the back of your mind. But at the end of the day, if you're there for each other and you really love that person, then it is important to apologize and go up to them and say, you know, I genuinely am really sorry. I know that I hurt you and I know that I can't take it back, but this is me Mm -hmm. telling you that I'm sorry. And I wish that I wouldn't have said that or I wish I wouldn't have done that. And I'm sorry that I did. I really I, care about you and I and I hope that it's okay. Yeah. It's a beautiful, beautiful yeah. model. That was an incredible of, answer. Of an example. Yeah. I think the important thing is intention versus impact. So mm. you might not have intended it, but yeah. you get to acknowledge that you had impact. And I think McKenna, everything you just modeled is such a beautiful thing. I wish that I hadn't have done that. I'm sorry that I hurt you. I would love to move on. I think it's always really mm. good in an apology to let somebody know how much they matter to you. Yeah. Because it makes, I think, the apology a little bit more meaningful. And a lot more heartfelt. Well, there's so much to this. And oh that's my why God, we yeah. did a two-parter. <laughs> and we're so happy that you joined us to have this conversation today. This is why this book is like 
a lifesaver for a lot of us is like the, the friendship, um, you know, the friendship troubles and how to communicate and how to get through it. It's a lifeline, not just for people who are listening right now, but for all of us as we grow up in the world. Yeah, for everybody. McKenna, thank you so much for coming on the show today. You guys are teaching me. You're teaching me. so much. Thank you. Thanks again, McKenna. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you for being here. (laughs) You know what, Shay? That conversation has made me think about a lot of things. Actually, our whole conversation today me too. is is it is for yeah, you too. Oh, okay, absolutely. good. Well, that's the point of the show. <laughs> yeah. So I think for me, what is coming up for me is this is about trusting your gut. Mm. And mm-hmm. yes, I believe that friendship should be like fought for, and we should communicate well, and we should be courageous for people we care about, and. I think when you feel bad in a friendship or you know you're not being treated in a way that is respectful or you're being teased or bullied or made to feel a certain way, I want everybody listening to trust that. And honor it. And honor that. Because we've been talking about, well, how will you know? And is it difficult? And yes, it could be. But I think a lot of times we do know. And then, you know, it's not always about giving lots and lots of chances, right? Yeah, and it's it's knowing isn't always immediate because for me especially, I am a person that does give second chances very easily. Even if somebody has hurt me very badly, I give them so many chances and it takes me a while to realize like, oh my God, what they're doing is not okay. This mm-hmm. is not how a friend is supposed to treat you. Even though I've gone through good friendships and I've gone through bad friendships and I know what it looks like, it still takes me a while to process yeah. it. But I've given people so many chances and they still continue to hurt me. And then I finally realized, you know what? I really do need to break up with this friend. I really need yep. to cut them off because they are affecting my mental health so badly. Yeah. And even if you know, even if you ever understand why they're doing something. Yeah, yeah. Okay, actually, this is like so spot on because a lot of the people that I've I've had in my life, they have been going through difficult things. And I feel like that's kind of the reason why I give them so many chances. Because sure. I'm like, oh, but they're like, I understand where this is coming from. Like, they're just taking it out on me because they're going through really difficult things. But a friend shouldn't be taking that out on you. They can have stuff that they're going through, but they shouldn't be dumping it on you. And it's not your problem. Yeah. And it, it might be an explanation for why they're acting that way, but it is not an excuse. And I think that's really, really important that you can have compassion for what somebody is going through and yeah. you can also have protection yes. for yourself yes, and you how you're being treated. Yes, you have to yourself. Yeah. And I also want to say another way of protecting yourself is when somebody apologizes for their actions, it doesn't mean you have to accept it. Mm. I think a lot of the times when somebody says, I'm sorry, it's an it's a instinct to be like, no, it's okay. It's fine. Right. But sometimes it's not fine. Sometimes it isn't okay. What they've done really, really, really hurts and really isn't okay. And you don't have to accept their apology if you yeah. don't want to. I thought that was an interesting part of our conversation when McKenna kind of modeled a way to apologize. Because mm-hmm. I always like to hear it out loud. I'm the kind of learner that needs examples, right? Which is why I Me love too. this book <laughs> and I why I, I like examples to try on and find the language that works for me. But I think what you and I are both saying, which is really important, is trust your gut, try when you want to, and also it's okay to walk away. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more with Katie coming Mm -hmm. up, our our resident expert, Katie Hurley. But I wanted to point us to something uh, in the book that feels really on point for what we're talking about because sometimes 
we want to have that courageous conversation. We want to confront somebody on their behavior and we don't know where to start. We don't even know what word. So in, in the vein of like, let's practice it. There's a section in here called talk it out, which I love because I love it too. It's like basic ways to start a conversation. So one of the things is if you really want to work something out with a friend, the book suggests we just say, can we talk? I love that. I do that. <laughs> it's so simple. Yeah. You do, do that? Yeah, I do. And honestly, even I do that with my mom. I'm like, yeah. can we talk about this? Or she does it with me. Like if I've done something that has hurt her feelings uh, completely unintentionally, she'll say, hey, can we talk about this? Or can yeah. we talk about this when you're ready? Is yeah. another good thing. Maybe you're not ready to talk about it yet. Yep. Maybe you need to sleep on it a little bit more, but you do still want to talk about it. You say, can we talk about this when I'm ready or when you're ready? Yes, I love that. The other thing that I really like, and this has been hard, this has been a hard lesson for me to learn. One is, you know, we've talked about, okay, once you realize that you've been hurt, once you are aware that this is not okay for mm-hmm. you, how do you bring it up if you want to bring it up? Mm-hmm. And one of the suggestions in the talk it out section says, you can just say to somebody, even if it's days later or weeks later, months later, months later, it's okay to say, hey, remember when this happened? Well, it's really been bothering me. I was hurt by, and I'll mm. tell you why I like this shape. I like I statements when you're apologizing. Yeah. I think it's um, important that you say how you've been impacted, not pointing blame at the other person. So instead of saying like, you made me feel like this, this is a great suggestion to say, you know, I was really hurt by what you said, Shay. And and then you just let it, let it sit, right? Because yeah. it's an I statement is a very powerful way to open up conversation. Yeah. And I want to say, this is another mom thing, but <laughs> my mom growing up and still now, she always says, nobody can make you feel a certain way. Mm. You can control your emotions. I know sometimes it feels like you can't and it feels really difficult to to think about it that way. But what somebody has done impacts you in your own way. And those emotions are your own. They haven't, they haven't like made you cry. They haven't made you be mad. That's how you react. Right. And how you, and I think what we're saying is how you're feeling though too is really valid. See, sometimes I think we don't have the words. I think what we have first are the feelings. Yes. And I think for girls in particular, we are taught to talk ourselves out of those feelings. Oh my God. Yeah. They're not yeah. good. They're not nice. You know, they're not ladylike or whatever the stereotypes are. And I think our guts are superpowers. Like mm-hmm. I think trusting our gut, trusting our emotions is really, really powerful. And the last thing I'll say about the talk it out section that I love is, and I think I mentioned this earlier, is just say like, our friendship means a lot to me and I want to work it out. I love that one. Because I will tell you, if you sent me a text and said like, can we talk? Of course, I'm going to be like, oh my God, what's happening? <laughs> I know. That me. always makes me panic I do? Right? too. Yeah. So I, I think it's also okay to say to somebody, hey, I was hurt by something you said. Our friendship matters a lot and I'd like to work it out or I'd like to talk it out. I love that too. And I think it's a way to approach the conversation in a really healthy way Yeah. for when that friendship does matter to you. Like I've had to talk to friends about things. Maybe I use it as a way to break up with them because it has hurt me. And I'm like, hey, this really hurt me. I don't feel good about what you said or what you did. But then sometimes there are friends where I want to keep the friendship and I want to approach it in in a really kind, healthy way. And I say... I really care about you. I don't want this to affect our yeah. friendship or make us fall apart. But 
I still am hurt by what you said or what you did or your actions. And I think that's like one of the best ways to do it. Well, actually, before we get to Katie helping us talk about how to break up with a friend, Mm -hmm. let's do one of these awesome quizzes really quick because I think we're we're building our way there, right? So are you in a toxic friendship? So everybody listening, think about this. These are again going to be the yes or no quizzes from the book. So when you're together, do you spend most of your time competing with each other? No. See? But think about that. How, do you have you I had have a friend? Before. Right. Yeah. Um, do you find yourself purposely doing things that bother that person? No. But if somebody is purposely bothering you, that's that, something to yeah. look at. Yeah. Do you silently cheer when something bad happens to no. them? Do you feel bad about yourself after spending time with them? That is a huge one. That touches on what we were talking about with good friends, where you feel good. So my answer is no, because a lot of the people in my life are really good friends. Yeah, but this is a really good thing to be aware of. Absolutely. do you feel obligated to spend time with them even when you don't feel like it? No. So this is great, um, the quiz about being in a toxic friendship, because I do think what we're getting at is um, sometimes you might need to walk away. Mm-hmm. And coming up next, we're going to talk to Katie Hurley, who's a social worker who's been helping us out on the show, Yeah, answer some tough questions. So let's talk to Katie about the steps that we can take when it's time to break up with a friend. Katie, it's so great to have you here with us today to talk about friendships. I got some questions from my audience that kind of go a little bit more in depth about maybe the struggles that we can experience with friendships. So I will ask you some of them. The first one is, what are the signs of a friendship that can't be repaired? Well, friendships can be super complex. And something that we often forget to tell girls is that friendships can have seasons. Mm -hmm. So sometimes you're super close, super tight with a friend and everything seems right as rain and going great. And then all of a sudden it goes cold and it's like it went from summer to winter overnight. And <laughs> yeah. You don't know what happened. Right. Mm-hmm. And that can happen to adults, too. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's mm. normal yes. for this to happen at all ages. And so it's important to know that. I think in terms of having trouble repairing a friendship, I always try to err on the side of look at it as a seasonal change. Unless you really feel like there's no way to come back, try not to cut people off because Mm. people go through hard things. Mm. And when people go through hard things, they are not at their best and they might not be acting like a really good friend, but they may come back around later on. And you might say, oh, actually I did enjoy this friendship once and and maybe we could try again in a different Mm. way. So it's just important to kind of keep that in mind when you're working through a friendship challenge. But if friends are trying to manipulate you to do or say things that you don't want to do, if they are lying to you a lot, if they are deliberately leaving you out of things and isolating you, and then maybe putting those things on social media where they know you can see it, um, those Mm. are all kind of signs of a friendship that needs to take a pause right now, Mm. I would say. So it's really just too important to think about how are you feeling within this friendship? Does it feel like a two-way friendship? Does it feel like a solid friendship? Like there's trust and understanding? Or does it feel like you're getting left out and hurt? Because Mm. if you're feeling that way, it's time to take a pause. And and to that point, Shay and I have talked a lot in in this episode about, uh, you know, figuring out maybe when it might be time to break up with a friend. Could you help give some language? One of the questions is, how do I actually break up with a friend? And I think sometimes our listeners want to have sort of like a sample phrase or an example of how you can do that in a way that is, you know, as kind as possible, but as clear as possible. 
Well, I always tell girls that we have to learn how to set boundaries early and we have to be able to do it without feeling bad about it. So if a friendship is not working out and you're feeling hurt and you are feeling left out and you're feeling isolated, it is acceptable to just be straight and to the point and say, I need space from this friendship right now. This friendship isn't working for me right now. Mm. I need a break. Do you have to give a lot of excuses or reasons why? Because I think some girls get anxious, like they're going to have to say why they want that. Or what if that person says, well, why? What did I do? Mm -hmm. Can you just go back and repeat, I really need space? Like, what would you advise? Yeah, I would say keep it short and simple. And I understand that feeling. And I think it's human to feel that way. We want to sort of pad a situation with excuses to sort of make it feel a little lighter or to have a reason. But you don't have to have a reason. Mm. You you know, you're allowed to just set a boundary because that's what you need to do right now. You're allowed to say, you know what? I'm focusing on other things right now. I'm trying on some new friendships right now. Yeah. I also want to, I want to say that a lot of the time we'll feel like it's necessary to pad by saying it's okay though. I'm not mad. Like it's totally fine, but it is really important to know that we can set those boundaries yeah. without saying it's fine. Because a lot of the time, the reason why it's we're not breaking fine. up with somebody <laughs> right. yeah, is because they did something that wasn't okay. Right. So I want to say it's important to do that too. Um, another question question that we got was one of my best friends is struggling with her mental health. I want to support her, but also being around her is bringing me down. What should I do? Wow. That's a big question. And that can happen. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes we really want to be helpers, but we end up feeling really overwhelmed by that process. That's caregivers of all ages go through that. And when you're kind of helping a friend who's struggling with their mental health, you're shifting into a caregiver role and you're being that support system for them. So I think Again, setting boundaries is healthy. So saying, um, I can be with you at this time, but then I have to do something else is okay. You know, Mm -hmm. you you don't have to spend all your time with that person. Helping them could mean saying things like, do you have someone to talk to? Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want me to ask my mom if she knows of someone to talk to? Do you have a journal to write in? You know, giving them some ideas of ways that they can get their feelings out without you always being the recipient, I think is important. Mm. But I would also caution you to remember to just try and really tap into your empathy and say to yourself, this person needs me because they're going through a hard time right now. Because someday it may be you that's going through a hard time and may need the friend to turn around and be the support for you. And Mm -hmm. if that friend, just to go one step further, if that friend you know, you make those gentle suggestions, a journal or talking to someone or your mom, and they're not taking you up on those. If you, if you have a friend that's unable to really help themselves right now, what is, what is a good thing you could do to take care of yourself? Well, first of all, I would say tell an adult. Mm. So a lot of times friends will say things like, please don't tell anyone, please don't tell anyone I can handle it. And you know, a lot of times it's normal to need help. We all go through things where we need help. Mm -hmm. And so a good way to help a friend is to is to get adult help because adults generally know what to do or they can figure out what to do, you know, faster or a little bit easier than someone your age, um, you know, but then also just you have to take care of your own mental health. So you have yeah. to practice self-care. And that can mean saying, oh, I need a day at home with my family today or, oh, I'm going to hang out with my dog and do some drawing and, you know, do some baking or things like that. You, You don't have to run every time someone calls if you're really starting to struggle. 
Shay, what an incredible episode. Thank you to Katie for being here. Thank you to everybody who's been listening to the Smart Girls podcast with Shay and Jess. If you're an adult or if you're listening to this right now with the smart person in your life, you can follow us and please write us a review. That really helps us out. And of course, if you're on social media, you can find us at I'm Jess Wiener, at Shay Rudolph, and at American Girl Brand. We're on Instagram, we're on TikTok, and we are posting some really cool exclusive behind-the-scenes content and, of course, video clips from these incredible interviews. 